being aware of that, being appreciative of that, and then passing on that, there's plenty to go around. There's plenty for us and there's plenty for everyone else. It's such a more expansive and loving energy to pass on to our kids. And I think like for me, it's very exciting because if we think of ourselves as the gateway to that next generation, if we pass on an abundance mindset to our children so they don't feel limited by money, they don't then feel like they need to hoard it, have, you know, they don't need to feel greed. They just feel like there's plenty for all of us. That could change literally the face of society if we raise enough children in an abundance mindset. This episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. If you're looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior, or just improve your parenting skills, our free parenting toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops, as well as contributions from our podcast guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. That address again, www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. Register today and we'll see you on the inside. Hello, hello, Blissful Parents, Michelle Abraham, your host here today. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm bringing you another great interview. Today, I've got Corey Javid with me today. Hi, Corey. How are you? Hi, hi. I'm really well. Thank you. Awesome. Well, so excited to have you here. You guys, let me tell you a little bit more about Corey. Corey is the money mindset expert for mothers and success coach to women with kids and businesses all over the world, supporting women in becoming financially empowered and feeling limitless. Yes. So Corey, yes. super excited to have you. <laughs> My goodness. That sounds I'm amazing. Yeah. You're also a podcaster. So I tell am. us a little bit about your podcast. Yeah, it's called the Limitless Mother Podcast. And it's where we remove the limits, <laughs> essentially. So if you're a mother and a business owner and you're done with playing small, feeling stuck, struggling, it's the place to tune in, listen, up level. <laughs> yes, that sounds amazing. And so because your background is in financial support for women and business and moms, uh, you probably get to see both sides of the coin, like so mm-hmm. helping the women untangle their money mindset issues. Mm-hmm. And how often do you find that that comes from their childhood money conditioning things? Pretty much exclusively all of the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that gives you a really unique perspective <laughs> then when we're going to talk about like how, you know, money habits, maybe in our kids, like how can we help our mm-hmm. kids not be those parents that we have to untangle their other mindset stuff later on mm. in life. I know myself uh, coming from parents that kind of struggled financially, had some debts and some bankruptcies and things like that. I know I've had to work really hard <laughs> to yeah. untangle those to make sure that I do not have those in my business as well. So, yes. oh my gosh. Let's yeah, and this, actually, can I just interrupt yeah. quickly there as well? Because 
parent that how we were raised, what we saw, what we witnessed, particularly before the age of seven, is like it's like a known thing that it really impacts us. And then growing up from there further. But actually, the other thing that I just think is really worth mentioning for parents who are listening is the other impact that I see on money mindset in particular um, outside of childhood is actually in a weird way, parenthood. And I say that because parenthood is a gift. We all know this, right? And yeah, society has such stories for us around what it means to be a parent and particularly as a mother and earn money. We are seen, we're presented with this idea that we have to choose. And so that also takes a, then a double hit often on women's money mindsets. So it's kind of like a, a double whammy. So I'm here to undo all of it. <laughs> we got to unwind all those. So where do we start yeah. first? So the childhood issues that yeah, we've got Yeah, let's going. start with childhood. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. What are some common things that you see that have to be unwound? Yeah, so um, I see really typically like there can be like there's a couple of themes that I see. One is that um, an experience of hardship or uh, lack being brought up in the environment of lack and scarcity. Sometimes that's not actually the reality if you reflect back as an adult, but there was an, an environment or a feeling or a belief that there was not enough. Um, and that really can ingrain itself in our psyche and our psychology and be showing up and just creating expectation that keeps playing out in in life. Um, so I see that side of things is quite uh, prevalent. And then also frequently seeing either somebody when we were growing up, maybe in the family or outside of family who had success and there was some kind of perceived consequence that was negative. So maybe the successful person in the family was not the most loved or was, you know, painted as greedy or perhaps the person got really successful and then went bankrupt and it all went away. So there's quite often quite big things that happen as well, like a significant incident or person it could be someone really close to us, but it could be somebody, you know, that we just heard our parents talking about a lot. Um, but also it's just that general feeling and vibe around money in the home. And in particular, I think one thing that our, our generation often were subject to is just not enough open conversations about money. Money was a taboo subject. And when something's a taboo subject, it makes it feel off limits, something that's a little bit unseemly, something we shouldn't really desire too much. And it just creates this whole negative wrapper for money for us. Right. Now, is there a balance like can parents also share too much about mm -hmm. money issues? Like, is that also a thing? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think sometimes, you know, um, some of the clients who I work with, they've had upbringings where they felt like um, unstable or uncertain because they could see the uncertainty that their parents were experiencing. So it felt like they were not on solid ground. So that can show up as well. So ultimately, there it, it gives us an opportunity to reflect as parents ourselves, though, is what how did I experience money in childhood? What's in, what's been the impact on me? And then often we'll notice we're passing that down, even you know subconsciously in ways that we're not fully aware of. It's, my work is really bringing the awareness here, shining the light in it, saying, oh, this is what we inherited. We get to decide if we pass it on or pass on something different. And that's why I find it exciting because it's working on ourselves, but it's also an opportunity to create something different for our children. Mm. That sounds great. Uh, is, so where do you start when you're trying to like unravel those things? <laughs> yeah. So um, the way that I teach money mindset is I take um, my clients and I have a course that I do this in as well through a process of like just looking at 
like what's in there. I say like our money mindset is a bit like a an old cupboard that's not been looked at inside a of the dusty. Yeah. Dust. There's a lot of junk Stuff in there that doesn't things. exactly doesn't belong in there. So we need to like fling open the doors get a torch, shine it in there, see what's in there, take everything out. Some of the things we will want to keep, right? It's not about it all being negative. That's not the point. But it's about being aware of what's going on in there. And then how is it showing up in my life, either as a pattern or an expectation? How is that play continuing to play itself out in my reality? And now that I know what's in there, I'm empowered to do something about it. So we look. I take my clients and my students in my course through um, childhood adulthood because often we have shame and guilt around how we behaved with money earlier in our adulthood maybe we got into debt or we felt like we were irresponsible or whatever and then motherhood and what was the impact there once we can see what the what we're dealing with then we have the opportunity to course correct oh that's great i'm only laughing because when you said that young adulthood, like that's like when mm-hmm. we went to college and they gave us a credit card and it was yeah. like, yes, free money. <laughs> I went to Australia and New Zealand and uh, mm-hmm. six months later, I was like, wait a second, I got to pay this back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. When, I, when I was 21, I went on seven different foreign trips in one year. But I was doing that all on debt. So, you know. right. Yeah, I think I spent the rest of my 20s paying that off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that you look at all three of those areas. So I'd love to know, like, as a mom, really like raising kids that now want to earn money they are mm-hmm. my kids are like you know middle of school age kids so they're wanting to earn money for things mm-hmm. they're wanting to spend money on things they're wanting to keep their money how do we make sure that we are influencing them with like an abundance mindset mm-hmm. and helping them you know create some good money habits without impacting if we haven't dealt with all of our our, our stuff first. <laughs> mm, yeah. I think there's one hack that I love to just share with everybody. And it's just to stop using the phrase, we can't afford it because it is so subjective actually. And when we eliminate that phrase, that phrase really perpetuates this idea of lack. There's not enough. There's not right. enough for that thing. I like to say instead, I think I'm going to choose a that today. That's still the same outcome. We're not necessarily giving in to our kid having that, you know, 10th piece of plastic hat from the store that they want, you know. It's not that we give in necessarily, but it's about showing what it, modeling to them, what it looks like to make an empowered choice. It's a completely, it's just different language, but it's a completely different energy that is backing it up with, we can't afford it. It's we're at the mercy of money. Whereas when we're not choosing to spend our money on that today, what are some of the things that we've been choosing to spend it on that actually feel good lately? Let's talk about that. You know, that's a very empowered choice. And then you're modeling to them like I take ownership over my spending decisions. I spend with intention and you're not then reinforcing this idea of lack. Yeah. As a kid here, we can't afford it. We can't afford Mm -hmm. it. We can't afford it over and over. It made me feel more responsible that I had to go and get a job and pay for things myself because if I wanted it, I needed and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. But I think it's it, it was more of like a than protecting my parents from having to pay for something mm-hmm. that I wanted. It was interesting how it yeah. got psychologically. Yeah. And it's an easy go-to as a parent when we're getting nagged by a child, you know, we can't afford it. Like it's an easy kind of brush off. But if we can just switch that in that moment, then it's it's really, really helpful. And I definitely believe in like, you know, 
giving children their own money, that's another great way that we can then, then it means that we're modeling empowered spending choices. And then we're also giving them the opportunity to make some of those decisions themselves, you know, with their own money. So now here's a scenario for you. Mm -hmm. So we've saved up our money. (laughs) My son saved up a bunch of money. Now he wants to go spend it on things like Pokemon cards. And I'm like, no, you have you have so many of those that are all over the place. You don't use them anymore. How do we like encourage our kids to spend it on or save up for something that's like more like meaningful or worthwhile? Or like, do we let them spend it on those kind of silly things that were like, why are you spending 50 bucks on that? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's about um, conversation but then also about letting them make some of their own mistakes and supporting them in it. So, uh, you know, if he's there saying, I want to spend them on Pokemon cards, go, cool. That's obviously something that's really important to you. How will you feel next week if there's something like this? You could have had it. Will that matter? Let's just make sure we're considering all the options here, you know? So it's not like, a, I don't think you should do that. It's a, cool, I hear you. Should we look at some other options and then you get to decide, you know? So that you're just kind of like giving them a bit of a view of what the choices are. But then ultimately, I think if we can see that they're going to do something and then regret it, sometimes that's a good thing (laughs) because they get to learn that, you know. And then if we're having a conversation with them around money, which, like I said, I don't think many of us had parents who were as kind of conscious around wealth and abundance as as we get, get to be at this point. If we're having a conversation with them around it afterwards, like, oh, yeah. I understand that you want that thing. and But remember, you spent all that money on the Pokemon cards. And they're like, oh, that's not unfair. I get that you're disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> These are some of the choices that we're making with money sometimes. You know how when I said to you in the store <laughs> the other day, we're not choosing to spend our money on that. It's all a choice. So maybe next time, you know, think about your cho- choices differently based on this experience that you've got now. So it's kind of, you know, then reinforcing that and allowing them to have those feelings. That's how they learn, isn't it? Yeah, that's a great idea to uh, get them to spend something. And then maybe they'll have a little regret later. That's okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're not here to protect them from all of the negative feelings all of the time. So Right. Yeah, good point. (laughs) Let them (laughs) fall down a little sometimes is good. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And so having an abundance mindset, can you just Mm. share for maybe our listeners that are like, what exactly does that mean? Yeah. So we have been really sort of fed a message (laughs) just you know it's just woven into a lot of the fabric of our society and things because money has been a taboo topic and things we're given this idea that there's not enough there's not enough so that's the kind of opposite of abundance is this idea of lack and scarcity if you look at a lot of big problems in the world i'm not going to get too political or anything here um but if you look at things such as wars it's often over resources so this this idea that there's not enough, we need to hold on to it. We need to kind of like hoard it for ourselves. The flip side of that, the opposite side of the coin is abundance, which means that there is plenty. And we do live in a, a world of plenty. There are plenty of resources if we were, you know, distributing them fairly. There's enough to go around. And actually, when we come to money, it's a scientific fact that there's more wealth each year in circulation in the world. So there is plenty out there. It's our experience of it, though, that can change. So often we can be living, like I was sort of alluding to earlier, in a lack mindset, but not necessarily lack reality. So I'll give you an example. Before I started my business, I worked at a large investment bank for 10 years. But my experience, because I hadn't done this work to change my mindset, my experience was one of 
lack. I always felt like there was never enough, never enough, never enough. Because that's what I expected. That's what I perpetuated in my reality, right? And that's how I would then just burn through money and it would just disappear. Oh, there goes that money again. Oh, there's never enough. There's never enough. And I can look back now and recognize Actually, I was living in relative abundance. You know, we owned our own home. We did go on a trip every year. Okay, I didn't have money for some of the things I wanted to, but it's because I wasn't being intentional with my spending because I was in this lack mindset. So how we view the availability of money changes our experience of it. Um, And the thing that I find so exciting about doing this work as a parent is then we get to model that abundance mindset to our children. So not using phrases like we can't afford it, which is a lack rooted, but being like, we have choice. You know, there is always more money coming to us because this is actually the reality is, you know, it's very, very rare in, you know, our kind of developed um, countries that we live in that we are living in actual genuine lack. You know, we're all, a lot of us here, a lot of listeners can be living in luxury to many people. So, um, being aware of that, being appreciative of that, and then passing on that, there's plenty to go around. There's plenty for us and there's plenty for everyone else. It's such a more expansive and loving energy to pass on to our kids. And I think like for me, it's very exciting because if we think of ourselves as the gateway to that next generation, if we pass on an abundance mindset to our children so they don't feel limited by money, they don't then feel like they need to hoard it have, you know, they don't need to feel greed. They just feel like there's plenty for all of us. That could change literally the face of society if we raise enough children in an abundance mindset. That's what's so exciting to me. Ooh, that's really cool. I love it. I I love the work that you do with the parents too, because I think, well, obviously being a mom in business, (laughs) it's, it's been, it's been not the norm, right? And it's not been in, in, especially with, old conditioning, like you got to work hard to make more money, right? So you're really helping moms also change that mindset Mm -hmm. so that they're able to be great moms and create massive success in Mm -hmm. massive amount of money. So can you share a little bit of those tips with us too? I think we probably have a lot of moms who are entrepreneurs that are listening Mm -hmm. that, you know, maybe feel like, it's either be a successful mom or be a success in business, but can't necessarily do both at the same time, or it's too hard to yeah. do both, or we don't have enough time to be make a lot of money because we only have a limited amount of time because we're a mom. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of things going on around the mom, the mom and yes. working, the working mom thing. <laughs> there really are. And this is like my core passion. Yeah. This is the thing that kind of really fueled me in starting my own business for myself because I was sick of the compromise, to be right. honest. Like, yeah. Why I compromise between money and motherhood? Why? Why should I compromise between being a present kind of parent that I want to be and having work that lights me up, fulfills me and pays me well? Like that. that's what I was facing in the job market right like, yeah create something for myself damn it I'm gonna make help <laughs> make my dedicate my career to helping other women do the same so I think the first tip would be to look at the fact that we've been or most of us have been operating under this idea or a paradigm or a model however you want to describe it of to be successful requires hard work hustle sacrifice long hours and we see that image perpetuated but the reality isn't actually strictly true. That's one way of doing it. But there are so many people out there as examples that you can find who, you know, even like CEOs of big successful companies who aren't actually working that many hours. They're just working 
smart, you know, not hard. And if you look at some of the richest people in the world, they're not the ones working the hardest. So our idea that, you know, money has to be hard won is actually um, a fallacy. That's not the only way that we can create money. And so this is exciting for us as mothers and business owners, because there's a new way that we can work. And we can work when we work on our mindset and we work on our energy, then the action that we take in the reduced hours, maybe that we want to work in our business yield so much more fruitful results than if we are coming to it feeling like, oh, I don't think this is going to work. Oh, this is going to be hard and expecting that, you know, we might not want to actually take the actions or do the things from that mindset. So when we learn to just, first of all, opt out of that old way of doing things and start to look for and surround ourselves by other women who are creating success and being the kind of present mums we want to be. There's more and more and more of us doing it this way now, which is one of the reasons why I started my podcast to kind of spread this message and normalize this. We don't have to choose. We can be successful because we're mothers, not in spite of it, which is what we've been previously taught. So my first tip would absolutely be to opt out of that old way of thinking and start opting into this new way of actually I can use my energy, my mindset to create bigger and bigger results and pair that with a smaller amount of action rather than feel like success is only available to me if I've got lots of hours to put into it. (laughs) I almost feel like the more hours you have, the more hours it takes you to do something, right? Absolutely. If you have less hours, we actually end up in in actually a really great space because it forces us to get stuff done in a more efficient way. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I feel like parenthood is a gift to business. And that's why I feel like they actually go hand in hand really well if you embrace it that way. So if you, you know, I feel like one of the reasons why I have such a sustainable business that's just such a joy to run is because my non-negotiable from the outset was back then I'm not working any more than 24, 25 hours a week. Now I work maximum 20 during the pandemic. It was like 16 and my business has only ever grown. So my my point being like that I, I made me, it forced me to make better decisions for my business because I couldn't be baggy with my time. You know, I had to be more intentional and I've got a better business as a result. So if we embrace this, we've got so much more opportunity then as mothers or other parents and business owners, we get to create really cool, really sustainable businesses that serve us rather than us holding it up. Yeah, I love that. Um, and it, it's just so inspiring that it's possible, right? And I think that's yeah. the message you really want to convey out there. It's this this limitless possibility mm-hmm. of success when you are super efficient and have that. I love that your business has grown no matter how much time you have mm-hmm. dedicated to it. That's great. Yeah. Is there another tip that you have for us too? Um, for creating money and success without creating yeah. spending a ton of time. Yeah, be around people who are doing it. Be in be in community, specifically like close proximity to people right. who are doing it and people who will hold the belief with you as well. Because like you said, you know, being a parent and a business owner isn't yet the norm. And right. it's yeah. really easy if you don't have support, you know, in your like, you know, circle of friends, people who are doing it too. It's really easy to feel alone in it. Yeah. And, you know, as a business owner, you know, how we feel about our business is really the dictator of how our business is going to do. We need people who can hold 
it with us, be alongside us, normalize success as mothers. Mm. Um, that's the thing that can really make the difference. So, for example, I'm part of a mastermind that I pay to be in. I've been doing that for a really long time. It's really important to me to be in close proximity to women who are making money on their terms, not doing it through hustle and sacrifice. And overwhelm. And I do the same for my clients too. So being um, in that kinship, I think, makes a massive difference. It just normalizes it. Yeah, it could be a lonely place being a mom in in business when maybe other moms were on maternity leave and, and going back mm-hmm. to work in a in a workplace. So seeing more and more moms, especially where we live in Canada, mm-hmm. um, not going back to work after that maternity leave and during maternity leave, thinking about starting a business and thinking about ways that they don't have to go back to work, but they could still be great moms and bring in some revenue. So have you see also seen that as a, a really big movement to more moms Huge. are staying home? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely huge. Um, The pandemic just kind of solidified that even more. Just this sort of, I think we're, as parents, we're just done with the lack of flexibility in the corporate space and corporate space has been too slow and catching up. And so many of us are just coming online saying, wait, I get to set my own terms, my own hours. There's no ceiling of how much I can earn count me in you know it's like very appealing when you understand the amount of freedom and we're at a time of such opportunity I just um was talking in my um Facebook community yesterday about this of like do you really understand what an exciting time this is to be a mother and a business owner not only do we have like the amazingness of all this technology at our fingertips but also we have you know we're at the point of you know autonomy and freedom more as women so we can exercise that and it's kind of all just come together at this perfect moment which means that we get to absolutely leverage what's available here in terms of opportunity to just create incredible things that change our lives our clients lives our families lives our communities lives it's just it's really exciting absolutely i i feel blessed to have been part of part of that community for so long and I feel like it's been so nice to see other people joining in and also you know realizing that we are so lucky right now we have so much opportunity and so many things available to us uh and it feels like it's almost starting to become more of the norm uh Mm -hmm. where moms are now like starting their own businesses and doing their own things and I just love that I think it's so cool yeah totally I agree Well, this has been so awesome. I know our audience is going to be like, this was great, Corey. Where can we find out more information about you and how to work with you, the work that you're doing? And also send us again to your podcast. We'd love to hear more about it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you're a fan of a podcast, which I'm guessing you are, if you're here, <laughs> then um, my podcast on all of the platforms, it's The Limitless Mother. Um, and if you want to find out more about me and the work that I do, you can head over to corriejavid.com and that's my website and you find all of the things there and on Instagram, come and say hi to me, send me a DM, let me know you listened to this so I can know who you are and we can connect. Um, and I'm at Corey Javid over there. Awesome. Thanks so much, Corey. It's been so great to connect with you. Also parents, go out, head out there, check out Corey's website. It's corriejavid.com. And we we look forward to bringing you back again sometimes so we can touch more on how we can help make our moms be more successful in parenting and in business. Love it. This episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. 
If you're looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior, or just improve your parenting skills, our free Parenting Toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops as well as contributions from our podcast guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. That address again, www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. Register today and we'll see you on the inside.